Today, we're going to have a deep dive analysis into the recent Bank of Canada announcement. Let's go! Welcome to the Russell Westcott Podcast, helping real estate investors like you acquire the inspiration, knowledge, and skills that you need to start, grow, and scale the real estate investing portfolio of your dreams. Hey gang, how's it going? Russell Westcott back here. So doing this both YouTube style and also podcast style. So hope everybody's having yourself a wonderful day. Um, I'm gonna cut right to the chase here with this one. So recently, Bank of Canada just made a brand new announcement about their monetary policy and also their uh, interest rate. Um, setting the interest rate for the foreseeable future. Now, I'm going to do a real quick analysis here and some of the things I saw, some of the things I didn't see. But you know what? I was sitting here and I was, you know, I was up nice and early. I had, uh, you know, I had my my coffee. I had the computer all set up and I was looking forward to seeing the uh, analysis. I was looking forward to going through the um the announcement that they had, because you know what, pretty well everybody was all over the spectrum. Everybody was all over the map where the analysis was going to go. Was the rates going up? Was the rates staying flat? Was going, but the consensus and the markets had already probably priced it in was the consensus that the the opportunity was for Bank of Canada to stem the tides of inflation to raise interest rates. So I put together a little analysis here for everybody, and I'll try to keep it really tight. But one of the things I'm going to do here is, you know, interesting, I just learned a term just recently, and I learned this term called TLDR, too long, didn't read. So what I'm going to do here for you is I'm going to do a quick summary analysis of what I saw, my take on it, it's 100% my opinion on what I saw, some unintended consequences, and what I believe is going to transpire next. And I'm going to give you that summary up front, and I encourage you you know, if that's all you need is just the too long didn't read summary, stick around for that. But I encourage you to go right to the very end to watch the whole uh, video and listen to the whole podcast because there we will go through an in-depth look into the rest of the materials there as well. Okay, so like I said, I was sitting there and, you know... I had my coffee out, I was sitting there ready. So the best way I could summarize what I would say from this, the summary for myself is I was disappointed. I was disappointed and I believe the Bank of Canada missed a huge opportunity. The best analogy I would probably give would, would be the following is, um, you know what? The Bank of Canada had at their opportunity right now, an opportunity to probably raise interest rates. Now, some of you might be sitting there going, Ross, why do you want Bank of Canada to raise interest rate? I thought you want rates to stay as low as humanly possible for the longest. Cheap money, cheap money, that's the best. I think, and there's more, more at play than what is just on the surface. But I honestly think Bank of Canada had an opportunity to not just signal, but take some real measured action. And here's the analogy I kind of said to myself is, you know, everybody was expecting it. Everybody was probably, you know, thinking that it was going to happen. Everybody knew it was probably going to transpire. And honest to goodness, they, they whiffed in my personal opinion. The analogy I would probably best give would be if you're a golfer, they missed a two foot tap in or a two inch tap in on the lip. They just absolutely just stubbed their putter, uh, putting that, putting the ball into the hole. So I believe they truly missed an opportunity to do something that everybody was probably already expecting. It wouldn't have sent some major shockwaves into the marketplace. So, so that's what I believe that they probably did is they missed an opportunity as well. And here's the thing. 
So what I'm going to share with you here is, so this is the best analysis I, I, I put together when I was kind of reviewing it and looking it over was I sat there and I, you know, sat there and I go, you know, it almost reminded me a little bit of, you know, when I was a, a child in Saskatchewan and, you know, we only had four, four TV channels and two of them were French. We had a CTV and a CBC and, and uh, Sesame Street was one of those ones that was in Saskatchewan. It was from 11 to 12 and it was the time my mom would tell me that it was the time I probably only time I would ever shut up during the day was when I was sitting in front of uh, sitting in front of watching Sesame Street for that one hour a day. And when I kind of looked at it is in the, in the announcement that happened, you know, yesterday's announcement when I'm recording this was, you know, it was brought to you by the letter S. Right. And so all the lessons and things that I'm going to dive into and then analysis is all about the letter S here for you. So the first thing I would think that they did. So I'm going to start off with the first S and that's going to be the summary. The summary for here is inflation is here. Now, whether you believe it's the number that the Bank of Canada is or much higher inflation is here. Everybody's aware of it. Inflation will continue. And perhaps it's going to accelerate before it gets better. Even the Bank of Canada announced that. And they had an opportunity to take a measured action on there. All talk. They were signaling. They were saber rattling. It was just all, you know, stop or I'll tell you to stop again was almost <laughs> the tone I heard there. However, what's going to happen out of all of this, because they missed this opportunity yesterday to raise the rates, is there's going to be other tools that are going to be required to slow the market. Because, guys, you know, it's this is no secret, is you know that in the marketplace right now, there are multiple bidding wars. Inventories at its all-time low. You know that. You see that. You see the price escalation growing probably faster than the underlying economic fundamentals. The Bank of Canada and the Canadian government will still want to curb the enthusiasm. They still will want to slow the marketplace down. So what they're going to have to do is they're going to bring out other tools. They're going to bring out those other tools. They're going to start bringing in increased taxes. They're going to start raising down payments. They're going to mess with where the down payment sources come from that maybe you can't take it from a line of credit. They're going to lower, maybe lower amortizations. They're going to bring in even more stringent stress tests, all those kind of things, because they didn't do what was required at the time where they could have just did a two inch tap in to do a little bit of an interest rate height here and then slowly gradual over time. Now, one of the things they also didn't do is by not doing the rate increase just recently is they're probably setting the market up that there's going to be bigger, sharper increases to come as opposed to slow and steady increases going up from there. So that's the summary. That's the too long, didn't, uh, too long, didn't read summary for you, for everybody. So here's what we're going to do next is now, what I want to go into is a little bit more in depth. So if, if you did not see the announcement, um, you saw the announcement, Bank of Canada signals hikes coming soon, but leaves the key interest rates unchanged. You know, and I mentioned earlier is, you know, Russ, you should be a fan of that the rates didn't go up. You know, in this case, I'm actually not a fan that the interest rates didn't go up because they truly missed an opportunity to start curbing some enthusiasm, start taking some of the bloom off the rose, whatever analogy you want to use. I think they completely gaffed on the decision there as well. You know, here's one of the core things that they showed in this was the um, inflation. Inflation is running at a significant high term right now. And if whether you believe Bank of Canada is correct at 4.8% or not, I believe that's probably low. But at the 
end of the day, it's significantly higher than it was before. You know, let's just talk about the the um, differential and the direction that it has been going. So interest rates at an all-time high, interest rates are an all-time low. One of the tools the Bank of Canada has at its disposal to curb inflation is to raise interest rates. Right. But they didn't do that. So that's still not going to just sit there and go, la, 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 la. Inflation is going to fix itself. Oh, or maybe or maybe the budget will just balance itself. Oh, sorry. I digress there for a second. Um, But it still needs to be addressed. So what is it going to be addressed? There has to be other measures in play to help address this. So the second S from the summary, the second S was a lot of signaling and saber rattling. Honest to goodness. Um. Now, first of all, what I'm going to say here is um, give a little bit of a pass to the, you know, the fellow, what was this, Tiff, I can't remember his last name, like Macklin, I think it was, I believe it was. Um, Honestly, goodness, that's a a thankless position. Like, honest to goodness, nobody would be happy with the announcement he made. Like, think about that for a situation that you're about to make an announcement, and no matter what you say, it's a no-win situation. Really. That's really the position he is. So I have a great empathy and I have a great um, understanding at the complexity that this uh, this fellow and his team have to do is they have so many forces to balance. They truly do. But I honestly believe they had an opportunity that could have probably made the majority of the people happy with a small incremental increase at this time, which the market was already factoring in anyways. It probably would not, they could have said all the same things they did, but actually just took a a, a marginal increase at this time. And it would have been, okay, they took some measured steps in the right direction, even though they still did an awful lot of signaling. So what do we talk about? Like I said, they truly missed an opportunity to take a step forward. They really did. Um, Really, it came down to is, you know, all talk and no real action is really what it was. All talk, no real action. There's going to be continued real asset price growth. And, you know, I used the analogy earlier is honest to goodness, they were almost like, um, you know, the the mall cop, if you will, at, at the mall and people are running down the hall and the mall cops and they're going, stop, or I'll tell you to stop again. <laughs> right? Really what they did, they talked the talk, they rattled the saber and saber rattling is a, is a term where, you know, it's just like, you know, stop doing that or I'll rattle my saber louder. Like honest to goodness, they were negotiating in the media leading up to this. As you saw headline after headline trying to scare you that interest rates were coming, interest rates were rising, interest rates were rising. And then all of a sudden, it just was a, a nothing burger. As I read on one of, uh, uh, one of my favorite investors to follow, it's just a nothing burger. It just, it, you know, just, it was all talk, no action is really what it was. So, so here's the thing that you have to give consideration to is if everybody was expecting the rates to go up and everybody was expecting the Bank of Canada to do this um, and they didn't come out and do it, but they talked more about doing it, talk more, do less. What is that going to do for their future credibility? What's it going to do for their future credibility as forward-looking, uh, proactive governing body to to help with the monetary policy? I think they 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 lost an opportunity to do what was right, not just do the right thing, but do what was right at the same time, and they lost that opportunity. To, to do it, that could have made the majority of the people satisfied that it was the right thing that they got the back of the Canadians and they are moving forward with some good, sound fiscal policies. Okay, so 
Let's go back to it. So the first one was signaling. The second one they talked about, in which I made note of as a lot, was they talked about supply, which everybody is well aware that there's a supply issue right now. You know, your your Amazon package has probably been locked away in some port in Vancouver or in Los Angeles or somewhere for a long time. So supply chain is an absolute real thing. But I didn't think they went far enough to actually address real solutions to the real supply problem. What does that, what do I mean? So there definitely is supply chain issues. There is a lack of housing supply, like truly, and I might get the number wrong, but I think I read this, that I think we're at a, a, a 30 one year low inventory position of houses and every market's a little bit different, but there's like, Truly, if you're going out there to try to buy a home, try to buy an investment property, there is absolutely nothing available for sale. Truly, there isn't. Um, what they didn't mention in there in any way, shape, or form is they didn't mention that their oversupply of money might have caused a little bit of this inflation as well. And what are their plans to start curbing that? They also didn't mention anything about the root cause to help try and fix the housing supply is start making it a little bit more easier, make it a little bit more um, less onerous at the local level, government, federal, provincial, municipal level to actually start building housing. You know, just try to remember the last time if you ever went in to go get a plan approved for a secondary dwelling unit or you went to get a plan approved from taking a, a house and taking it down from one house down to maybe a triplex or a fourplex and densification. How many hoops and jumps and, and government regulatories that you have to go through? They didn't address any of those fundamental concerns. They truly did not. Okay. So the supply was the second S, I guess it was the third S. And then uh, the next S, I guess it would be the fourth, is I believe that there are more stringent rules ahead. Now, this was not said by them, but you can bookmark this video, bookmark this podcast, mark my words that just wait until you start seeing some new announcements come out. Announcements such as... Oop, back up. Announcements such as they're going to start tinkering with the real estate rules. There's going to be more rules. They're going to start to, they still have to combat inflation. They still do. And they they blew one of the opportunities they had with one of their, their tools in their arsenal to deal with that. And they could have started raising rates gradually. They still need to combat inflation and asset growth. They do. So they're going to start bringing in things. They're going to combat it from the other way. They're going to combat it from the other side is bring in more taxes. They're going to bring in more real estate taxes. They're going to start changing down payment requirements that you maybe have to put more down payment. They're going to change that you maybe won't be able to tap into borrowed sources, your line of credit from personal residents to attack, to use for down payments. They're going to change that. They might even go as far as starting to lower amortizations, maybe to, to tighten this, to really start curbing the enthusiasm. And I am a firm believer that there is a big, there's going to be some big jumps ahead in the interest rate. I still believe that interest rates are going to go up, but instead of taking maybe four smaller quarter point jumps, they might be forced to kick the can a little down the road and then have to start doing half and full point jumps. Now that's where the market gets extremely jumpy is when you have start having large jumps that are unexpected. This quarter point increase now was expected by the marketplace and it would not have really impacted anything on a go forward basis there at all. Okay, so more rules are coming. Mark my words, mark this video, come back to it again in the future. So here's the quick summary. Once again, here's the summary. 
Inflation is here. It truly is. You can feel it in everything you do, everything you do. Now, inflation is great for a real asset like real estate. It's fantastic. But too much inflation is actually a bad thing. Like, for example, I had a conversation with a, um, a developer and a home builder recently, and they were talking about all their input costs are going so high on, on the cost of them to build a new house, to build a, uh, um, you know, a condo complex. They're going extremely high. That they're at a point right now that the decision that they're making is they're probably just going to pause the project until costs come in line because they can't pass along that increase in their material cost to the consumer because the price is getting so unaffordable in this marketplace that the 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 end consumer the first time home buyer just can't afford the property so the developer is sitting there going until costs come back in line i'm just going to pause the project now what do you think that's going to happen to the supply of the marketplace it's actually going to make it worse if any of these developers that are sitting on land positions are going to pause their projects what do you think that's going to do the supply it's going to make it even tighter. Bidding wars are going to get even stronger. It's going to make it even worse. Okay. So understand that inflation is here. It truly is here to stay uh, for the next foreseeable future. And there are tools at the government and Bank of Canada's disposal that they can use to help curb the enthusiasm. You know, the Bank of Canada had all talk, no solutions to the true causes. Honest to goodness, the true, true cause of this is, in my personal opinion, is the cheap money. Start fixing that by, you know, and I'm not saying going to what I was buying a majority of my properties at in six and seven and eight percent interest rates, but take it from it's absolutely zero, take it up to something a little bit no, more normal. Most people can probably factor in a one and a quarter or one to one and a quarter percent interest rate hike on their um mortgages and their payments definitely can do that. So, but the the real true solutions are fixing cheap money and also fixing the availability of building homes and building the supply of homes in many of the marketplaces. Okay. So just be aware guys, more measures are coming. Those measures are coming. There's going to be a lot of unintended consequences that come from this. Um, don't be surprised if uh, bigger jumps are, are ahead. There are going to be bigger jumps. There are going to maybe be fewer of them, but they're going to be larger of them, which could impact the market more than you are well aware. Okay, gang. So that's the quick analysis. Now, I know it was. I said it was going to be quick. I think we're going to be around probably, you know, 15 to 20 minutes on this one here. But if uh, if you made it around to this time frame or you made it around right to the end, I encourage you to do to take a couple steps from here. One, subscribe to my YouTube channel. If that's where you're watching, just hit that little subscribe button, hit the notification, and anytime a new video comes out. Or if you're interested in doing maybe a little bit more intimate, deep dive into the world of what I train and teach, check out the podcast. I've got some really cool episodes in there of if you are interested in starting, growing, and scaling your portfolio of real estate, I'm here to help. Okay, gang, so hope all that helps. That was just a really quick synopsis of the Bank of Canada 2022 January announcement. All right, everybody, Russell Westcott, remember, in every interaction you have with another person, always leave them feeling inspired, encouraged, and always come from a place of love. Bye for now, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Russell Westcott Podcast. 
Before you run off, could you do us one final favor? Wherever you're listening to this episode, we encourage you to leave a review, share with your friends, and subscribe so you can receive the latest episode to keep you feeling inspired and encouraged for the entire week. Visit www.russellwestcott.com for more information, support resources, and upcoming speaking engagements near you. Bye for now. Bye for now.